Bread. Bread is one of the most staple goods in many households and many cultures around the world. And it has been for about, what, 10,000 bloody years? Ever since humanity figured out how to cultivate grains, we've had bread, right? Like, there are some big developments in the history of human civilization. You've got language. You've got communities coming together to form towns, cities, villages, whatever you want to call them. You've got agriculture. And under agriculture, you've got livestock handling and you've got uh, what's it called farming you know like you grow plants and that taking grains wheat or at the time is wild counterparts i forgot the names of them because i'm not a wheat scientist why would i know the name of ancient ten thousand year old bread grains wheat rye all of these grains somewhere along the line right someone came out and said right you know what would be fucking crazy right if you took these little little grass bits and ground them up into a powder and then, you know, but even more crazy, right? If we took the fucking powder and we added water to it. And you know what would be absolutely mad, right? If we took that, that water flour mixture. Oh, by the way, they didn't call it flour at the time. They were still inventing at the time. It was like a new word as you go thing. Like early Shakespeare was like, ah, oh, yes, white powder, that's flour. Anyways, they took that dough and it was like, mate, mate, let's put this on a fire, see what happens. And boom, all right, the first ever bread. And the first ever bread was probably unleavened, meaning that it didn't have any yeast or anything like that. It was just a flatbread. But a flatbread is still bread, and a flatbread is delicious, you know? The popularity of flatbread today is monument to that original 10,000-year-old bread. Now, this 10,000-year-old bread was the culmination of centuries of evolution. Not even centuries, thousands of years, millions of years. Homo erectus becoming Homo sapien. You know, we discovered bread. And bread is this little little tool, I guess. It's one of our tools. We use tools to make tools, and bread, in my opinion, is a tool. Because food is, in a sense, also a tool. Tool? A tool. Bread became a staple because it was so calorie-dense and so easy to make and store. You could take crop, such as wheat. You could store the wheat for a very long time. You could either eat it in some sort of porridge, a soup, or you can make it into a bread. And a bread is a dehydrated version of something that's been cooked, right? You hydrate the flour and you dehydrate it through cooking off the water. And when you do this, water evaporates off. And by evaporating water, you're re extending the shelf life of something, essentially. And that's what a lot of the first things that we did regarding more advanced food was based around. You know, we discovered fire. We discover that if you cook things, they tend to last longer. They won't spoil as fast. And it all boils down, quite literally, to getting rid of water. Water makes things go bad. Higher moisture content, worse the food gets in a short amount of time. So, you've got this unleavened bread, right? And in case you haven't guessed already, this podcast is just going to get incredibly unhinged as I talk about how great bread is. But we don't stop there, right? Now, Let's look at bread from a philosophical perspective, right? So you've got flour and water. In its purest form, this is bread. Flour, water, baked in some way or another. You know, it could be over a pan or over an oven, whatever. You, you cook the bread by dehydrating it, sort of. But these are unleavened breads, meaning no yeast involved. To add yeast, that would be a whole separate series of, of inventions. But it wasn't really an invention. It was more like a happy accident because yeast exists in the air around us the air that you're breathing in right now has got yeast in it and so if you take a dough and you leave it out on a counter and you just leave it for a while you forget about it because i don't know 
your caveman mate has just got hit by a saber-toothed tiger and he needs help, right? You leave it out, you come back. He didn't make it, by the way. He died to his injuries. He got an infection and died because it went antibiotics at the time. And your bread dough looks all bubbly and stuff. And you're like, oh, my days, that's that's terrifying. This was probably gone bad. And you smell it and it smells kind of sour, kind of funky. But you're starving. You ain't got food. So you take your spoiled dough and you do the bread stuff to it. And you turn it, you, you cook it, you make it into bread. And you realise, wait a minute, this bread isn't flat. It's not a flat bread anymore. It is a, it's a loaf. It's risen because of the air from the, the yeast. You know, yeast breaks down sugars, carbohydrates, and releases carbon dioxide as a byproduct, and also alcohol, which is a whole separate thing. And the result is this lovely springy form bread. You got your first ever loaf, and it was probably an accident, right? And you may have noticed that I mentioned alcoholic drinks. Well, in my opinion, beer is an extant form of bread. You've taken your wheat grains, your grains of all sorts, and you're doing the exact same things. Then you're adding water, you're exposing it to yeast. But this time, you don't exactly cook it, but enough water evaporates off so that you now have this whole new thing. You've got your first ever boozy drink. Might be a beer, might be an ale. We discover things along the way. You know, someone at some point decides to do the same things with grapes. What a mad lad and boom, white and red wine. Someone just has to do it with potato, boom, vodka. And these little discoveries keep happening. It's all in an effort to make preserved foods, foods that extend longer because the shelf life of beer and alcoholic drinks only gets longer as it ages or whatever. And if you muck it up, no, no worry, you've got vinegar now, right? It's not, it's not a big deal. These preservation techniques define human cooking. What's the next logical step in bread? Of course, it's adding fat to the dough, you know? Somewhere along the line, someone looks at a cow or the primal ancestors who domesticated cows and things. Wow, those cow tits looking mad juicy. They probably saw some calf drinking from it. I was like, what happens if I drink from it? But absolute pervert. He does, he does it anyway. He gets, he gets the milk. They discover milk. And then someone leaves the milk out somewhere and then someone hits the milk repeatedly with a stick. That's called churning milk, by the way. That's how they do it in the olden days. And boom, now you have butter, right? Butter is just a fat emulsion of like all sorts of bits and bobs in the milk. It's lovely. Everyone loves butter. If you don't like butter, you're probably a criminal. And you take the butter, you put it into the dough, and now you have a fatty dough. And you can do the same with different animal fats as well. You can do it with lard, which comes from the literal fat of like a cow or something. I don't know. I don't really cook with it because it's not halal. Um, not that's going to stop me. Um, so then now you have this whole different type of bread that tastes really rich because you've added butter and stuff to it. And someone thinks, wait a minute, you know what would be really crazy, right? If you take this bread, we slice it and then we spread the butter on top. That would be absolutely mad and boom. All right. You've got buttered bread, but somewhere along the line, someone's like, you know, what would be even crazier, right? If you take bread and we cook it again, bam, that's toast, baby. We've just discovered toast. 10,000 BC, we've got toast. They haven't discovered jam yet because that's too advanced apparently for cavemen. And I suppose 10,000 BC ain't cavemen. It's more like mud hut men. Not even that. The Sumerians were like, let's take this grain, let's add butter. Now you've got buttered bread. Anyways, now here's where I'm going to say some things that might offend a few people. I think pasta and bread are basically the same thing, right? You've got your grain, 
you turn it into a dough. This time, instead of some things, you add like eggs and stuff in it. You add like your egg yolk. And now you've got pasta. And the ancient Chinese did the same thing. And it spread over cultures and stuff. And you had like the Silk Road doing stuff. So that spread as well. But anyways, you've got pasta and noodles. Basically bread. It's bread. It's just bread in a different form. Anyone who says that it isn't bread is just scared of admitting that it is just bread. And bread exists in so many cultures in so many different forms, you know. On a philosophical scale, bread is just a bunch of grains pulverised into flour. Then you add in water and stuff and you cook it. Right, pasta. Uh, classical bread. A roll of Warburton's. All of it is bread. It's just bread. It's bread all the way down. Sorry, I was thinking about what to say next. This is not scripted. I just need something to put out onto the podcast to show that people, I am actually alive. Um, so bread, bread is a staple of human tradition. We learn along the way that you can pair bread with different things. You know, that really awful soup that you made the night before from the carcass of your dead child because it's plague times. Wait a minute. Bread and this soup goes bloody great together, right? You can dip it and eat it. It's lovely. Tastes like infant mortality. You can take bread, you can put things on top of it, but you can put more bread on top of that. The sandwich. Some say that the sandwich was invented by the Earl of Sandwich. I say that the Earl of Sandwich was basically the Thomas Edison of his time. He took credit for something that has existed for a very, very long time, invented by many men greater than he was. But because he had the flashier name, people just accepted it, you know? The original inventor of the sandwich is probably some Nikola Tesla, or just a collection of people who were like, well... It's pretty simple, isn't it? It's just two bits of bread and a bit of meat. I think folklore is stupid anyways. So now you have the sandwich. So where does this leave us in the modern day? You know, decades, not even decades, thousands of years of development has left us with, with bread. And we've developed more advanced versions of bread. We've got pumpernickel bread. I don't know what that is, but I saw it in a TikTok and it has a really funny name. You've got sourdough bread, which is like the classical bread. That's like with the, the active yeast culture. You've got flatbreads. So many flatbreads. In my opinion, flatbreads are the superior bread, right? Because they're just so much more versatile. I don't want some doughy, stodgy mess of 99p bread from bloody Aldi, right? Actually, that's quite nice. White bread is lovely, but it's so bad for you, apparently. But I do not care. I put worse things into my body. White bread is not the problem here, okay? You've got your bloody extremists i consider them who take bread and they border it on the side of cake right cake could be considered a type of bread it is like if there is an evolutionary tree right the common ancestor is the grain it's the flour it goes into like porridges and oats and all that and then it, it converges right i mean diverges you got your your porridge tree when all of that happens and you've got your bread tree and like like cake is a very divergent offshoot from the bread tree it's gone off in a different direction entirely with the introduction of a ton of sugar, eggs. It's such an anti-traditionalist, honestly, abomination. I love cake. Not really. That's a lie. I like good cake, but good cake is hard to find because most people think of cake and they're like, well, you know what tastes really good? I fucked out of sugar for no good reason. And they make cake. No, that doesn't taste good. That tastes like it hurts. Good cake should have like flavors and stuff. Well, at the very least, right, you should have like a cream layer, a bit of jam maybe. Victoria sponge, simple, delightful, easy peasy. Vanilla as well, love that. Coffee cake, underrated. Coming back on the popularity. Fruit cake, hated for generations because of shitty people making shitty cake. That's a different story. Whole different podcast on cake. 
That was a tangent and a half. I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. What is the future life? Well, where does the future life of bread? I think in the future, bread will become extinct because climate change is wiping us out en masse. There'll be no more farms. There'll be no more grains. You'll have bread-flavored, dehydrated food tubes that you squeeze into a little bowl and add corporate-branded 50-pound bottle of waters, right? Thank you, Nestle, for charging extortionate amounts for thumps for something that costs literal pennies to make. Fucking A Nestle guys. Now you have futurist bread. That's a lie. That's the edgy truth. In the future, bread will be something that people you know, I mean, okay. Forget about the future stuff. In the modern day, people have realized over the pandemic that making your own bread is a really fun task. I realise that myself. I don't have a stand mixer at home, all right. So the way I see myself is something of a traditionalist. I see myself as the original gorilla human that decided to pound his fucking fists against the dough and make the first ever dough using sheer masculine willpower. That's me, baby. I'm the gorilla and I'm making bread. And I think you should make bread too. About to recommend the recipe? Hokkaido milk bread. Very tasty. Very, very tasty. Now that concludes this episode. I'm really sorry for not putting out an episode in ages, even though no one really gives a shit. Um, I don't know why I haven't. Actually, I do know why I haven't. It's called procrastination. And also, frankly, I was really occupied with playing just shitty games. Stardew Valley, for, okay, Stardew Valley is not a shitty game. I played that so much. Like, during the entire game, I was just playing Stardew Valley. Sick farm. So many bitches. Like, I'm like the town's only income export. Like, I'm the only one that brings any value to the town. Stardew Valley is a good game. I'm playing a little bit of Valorant. It makes me want to rip my hair out, which I actually have been doing, which is really bad because it looks bad. Don't play Valorant, kids. Or do, if you do. Hit me up, I'm hard stuck bronze three. Not even hard stuck. I should be in iron, but I got carried up to bronze three by my gold and diamond teammates, or whatever. Uh what else have I been doing? University. That's a fun one. Started uni. Decided that I actually do enjoy uni. Uh rediscovered that education is actually quite fun when you're not being forced to do things that you don't care about. Right? Don't do STEM A level kids. STEM A levels are just mind numbingly boring. I have never had to use isomers of fucking metals and whatever and optical isomerism irrelevant i've learned about counter counter terrorism now we love that stuff anyway that's enough about me i want to take this podcast back into the original vision i had for it which was an unhinged unorganized completely terrible spiel of me ranting into a microphone in my bedroom for about 15 minutes at a time And it's looking like we're about to hit that target. So thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.